Hello everybody. I hope that you've had a moment to read Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to 8 and Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 10 verse 23. Imagine that we were to take that gospel reading and lay it like a template over our parish life and wonder what we might find. I know we don't live in the first century, we're not peasant farmers. Jesus' mission was unique and the disciples' mission on this occasion comes before his death, his resurrection and ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit. But this mission to the Israelites was later to be superseded by the wider mission to the whole world that we thought about last week with the Great Commission in Matthew 28. But I still ask, what do we find? I'm asking because it seems to me that the only similarity we probably have with the disciples here is that we wander about like sheep among wolves. Of course, it is impossible for us to take Jesus' culturally specific instructions, maybe even marching orders, and apply them to ourselves. But surely we could, maybe even should, do that with the principles Jesus is laying down as Matthew shares them with us in this opportunity. I know that, of course, at the moment we can't go out, but that doesn't mean we aren't still perhaps being like the sheep, with all the mixed reporting, all the possibilities for confusion and wrong understanding in these tricky times. We do need, need to be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves, verse 16. The message we have to proclaim, however, is the same, of that I am sure. The kingdom of heaven has come near, verse 7. But when did you last shake the dust off your feet without leaving a home or a town? The disciples have been tasked with a journey of proclamation to specific people, the lost sheep of Israel. In fact, we find this journey in Matthew, Mark and Luke. Obviously, it had a real impact on everyone at the time. But as you would expect, not all the details are recalled in exactly the same way. Here in Matthew's version, there is a real emphasis on what you take with you, or more accurately, what you don't take. No money, no bag to carry things. Well, as you're not to take an extra shirt or sandals, you won't need one anyway. And no stick to help you walk either. You just have to undertake the task walk to a place and find a worthy person to talk to. The dictionary says such a person has or shows the qualities that deserve the specified action or regard. In other words, find someone who will listen to you, who will open their home to you and then share with them the news that the kingdom they should be waiting for has come near. Maybe that doesn't seem too difficult. But when Jesus tells them all the problems that might arise, you might not be welcome, not just in a home but in the town. You might get handed to the council for persecution or punishment of some sort, maybe even a flogging. In fact, Jesus says this will happen, verse 23, when you are persecuted. He's not really selling this as a great opportunity, is he? But it is a real responsibility and one that meant being wise and innocent all at once. Up to now, Jesus has been doing all the work and the disciples have just been following along hopefully learning as they go. Now they're being sent out to put into practice all they have learned. Their lives are now on the line. Are they authentic followers? Will their lives match up to what Jesus is asking them to say? God's new life is breaking into the life of Israel. If people honour the message, then all well and good. But if not, shaking the dust off your feet says to others that the person or town has chosen to ignore God. Has there been a time when you felt like shaking the dust off? Over the last few days as I write, 
Twitter, any news channel, Facebook, they've all been focusing on the death of a man in America, George Floyd, and a video of Donald Trump holding up a Bible outside the church opposite the White House after apparently clearing a path through peaceful protesters with tear gas and rubber bullets to the church steps. Both these things have caused immense outrage. Why? In both circumstances, people have been declaring one thing with their mouths, but their lives haven't matched up to their words. This got me thinking about my own life. Do I just wander about like a sheep amongst wolves, or do I proclaim the message? Is my gospel, my lifestyle, so unthreatening that no one needs to arrest me for doing my job or betray me to the authorities? What am I doing, really? Lots of people questioned whether Donald Trump has ever opened a Bible. James Corden's dad, Malcolm, created a little video to show you how to. You might have seen it on YouTube if you have access to that. It was broadcast on James' Late Late Show in America. Mr Corden Sr. was making the point that if you open the Bible up and take time to read it and understand it as best as you can, it can change the way you live your life. Open Bible, open heart, he says. Paul taught the Roman Christians exactly the same message. As we follow Jesus and do the things he asks us to do, even if some of those things feel very tough and mean we suffer in some way, we still need to do them. We have an amazing proclamation to make, that God loves all his people and wants to be in relationship with them. He wants to save them from themselves and give them hope and peace in the midst of all the tough stuff of our 21st century lives, with pandemic viruses, horrific violence because of race and power-crazy individuals of all sorts. He told them to remember, though, that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. Do we remember that? In these lockdown days that are very slowly easing, I wonder what you and I will have learnt about ourselves really, about our church and our mission. If we had read on in Romans, we would have come to verse 11. But we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This leads me to ask myself, who do you boast about, Sue? Is it Jesus? And if so, does the way you live your life match up to the boasts you make about God and his love? Perhaps you could ask yourself these questions too. I'm caused to wonder yet again if I live a watered-down gospel. Would I really be prepared to shake the dust off my feet if the people I talk to don't listen to me or welcome me, even imprison me? Am I just wandering about like a sheep amongst wolves, keeping my mouth and my life tightly shut instead of boasting about God and his love poured out through King Jesus? If Jesus comes back tomorrow, I wonder what he will say.